Welcome back to another episode of Authentic Influence. I'm your host, Adam Connor. On today's show, I get stylish. We're talking with a company called Alum, but I'll get to that in just one second. If you're new to this show, welcome. It's good to have you. Hope you stay tuned in. It's a show about brands and authenticity, specifically how some of the most interesting and exciting brands out there today are mobilizing their masses to become more authentic. And especially in the world of fashion, that's incredibly important. And thus, I'm on with the founder of a company called Alum, Mariah Finley. Now, Alum is all about building personal styles for people and helping them to look better and become more confident in that way. And that concierge type level of service is what drew me to this brand to learn more about them. Because of course, personalization is something which within services has become more desirable over the last five to 10 years, and especially within fashion, that's true. And Mariah has a rich background, not only of founding organizations, but also being part of tech companies where data and personalization is paramount. And in fact, foundational to each respective brand. So it was really interesting to pick her brain on that. And especially in the current context, you know, it's become important to think about how brands are treating people and how people feel about the way brands treat them. And even if the majority of what Alum is doing right now is helping people dress from the waist up, as you might have experienced on your webcam calls with your teams, it's still something which is bringing a lot of joy and a lot of confidence to the consumers that Alum has. So sit back and enjoy this conversation, and I'll be back with you after the episode. For now, this is from Alum, Mariah Finley. All right, everybody, I am here today with Mariah Finley from Alum. Mariah, thanks so much for coming on the show. How are you? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to have you, and we uh, can't wait to, to dive into this, especially getting your uh, getting your thoughts as a founder. I, I get these uh, interviews from time to time. Um, I'm able to learn not only how brands uh, go to market and build authentic relationships and be authentic generally, but also I get to learn a little bit about uh, the genesis of brands, which is great. So if I could uh, start there, I know this is something that uh, you founded about four and a half years ago, three and a half years ago. Is that correct? Yes. And how did that all, how did that all get started? I know personal styling has become super popular and becoming super personalized as a service has become super popularized, especially at the end of the 2010s. I want to know specifically why this space and why Alum? Yeah, that's a great question. So, you know, um, I've built my career building just really amazing consumer experiences. Um, from mobile to email, and fell in love with shopping when I was at eBay running the eBay buyer site. Uh, But one of the things I learned about shopping is there's categories where it's actually pretty hard, where it's hard to get advice. And fashion's one of those categories, home's one of those categories. And so for Loom, it's all about helping our core client find amazing clothes that help them feel confident. And, you know, when you think about, and I was very lucky at eBay, I ran the fashion category and ran search for the site. And search is really hard in fashion. It's hard to go to Google or Amazon or eBay and ask it, you know, what do I wear to my board meeting or to a summer wedding? And, but people want this help. And so Alum is all about helping women find amazing clothes that make them feel confident. Um, and so that was the sort of personal inspiration for me. 
Uh, and then on the business side, you know, I was at eBay running the fashion categories and the site. And then I had the privilege to spend uh, four years on the board of a public fashion company, Fossil. And so a really front row seat at, you know, that users are looking for new innovative ways to shop and brands are looking for new ways to reach consumers. So the idea is we help clients find great clothes. Uh, we help brands discover, uh, get discovered by clients. And then there's something really unique about the way we approach it. We use a combination of humans and data. So we use a combination of personal stylists and influencers, as well as a bunch of data and recommendations to help consumers find amazing clothes. Well, that is a fantastic, uh, a fantastic approach to, um, I think this whole idea, again, of personalization has been, to me, really interesting as it's developed in direct to consumer and I've seen it a little bit in fashion. Now, I, just from a cursory look at the website uh, that you all, I, you know, I don't, I'm not the core consumer, but uh, of something for a loom, but I know that there are plenty of services out there that can allow me to, if I want to look a lot better, I can. So I'm glad that, uh, that you're helping folks with that because it's certainly, um, it's certainly a, well, it's an important point. It's a part of life. You know, right now I'm wearing mostly sweatpants. I got to tell you, <laughs> what, what are people doing? How are people, what are people doing right now with the brand? I'm curious. Yeah. You know, it's really, I mean, we are in this incredibly unique, unprecedented time. Uh, our core client has classically been a working professional. So she would come to us um, to get that extra snaz in her step when she was going out, to, you know, conquer the world. Uh, and, you know, she definitely is shopping more casually right now. So, you know, it's interesting, like our top category was more work professional. So sort of more of like a really kind of put together work look. And right now our top categories are work more casual, business casual and weekend. And so, you know, and we, the joke is real, like wear the cute shirt on the top and wear the yoga pants on the bottom. Right, we sell yep. a lot of cute <laughs> shirts and dresses and necklaces. Right. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, it's a crazy time right now, but you know what's interesting about it? Like, I obviously spend a bunch of time talking. You know, we have hundreds of brands and retail partners, and I spend a bunch of time talking to them. And, and I think it's, a, it's very clear this, this is an unprecedented time, but we will see, I think, a movement from offline to online that is probably going to be pretty permanent. You know, it was always the case that online commerce was growing and uh, physical was shrinking. But, you know, I think this moment in time is making that more pronounced. And everyone's looking for a new way to reach the consumer. If the consumer is going to be more digital, people need their e-commerce experiences to be better, to be better than just search, browse, do all the work yourself. So this notion that a human who could assist you is it going to be, I mean, it's an incredible part of our business. And I think you'll see across brands and retailers, people trying to figure out how to add more personalization. Um, one, to help consumers. And frankly, let's not forget everybody's employees. Like people want their store employees, their salespeople to be productive. And so helping, finding ways to let consumers get service virtually and online I think is more important now than ever. I agree. 
um, just keeping, if nothing else, keeping yourself like mentally fresh, <laughs> if, yeah. you know, even, even, even if you are doing the, the classic top bottom split, which, uh, you know, I can certainly, certainly sympathize with. I think uh, what really struck me about Alum when I was uh, looking around was um, how this enhanced level of service. It reminded me of another conversation, actually. And listeners, you may remember this. I had a conversation within, it was within apparel, but it was for uh, children's apparel with a company called Primary and the founders of a company called Primary. And you can go back and listen to it if you want. But they had found that a concierge-like level of service brought people back. And it wasn't something that they expected. It was something that they realized over time because of the type of apparel that they have, it worked really well for costumes. And so if sudden, all of a sudden they had, they, they enacted this like arm of service related to making costumes for your kids. Um, you have through this styling, I would say a pretty high level of service. And so I want to ask about that and not just, does it keep bringing people back? Because I, I assume that it does. But how, what's your take on that service level when it comes to building loyalty, which is perceptible beyond just a string of transactions to, for me and, and the back, the backstory here, it's, it's hard for me to pull apart as like an outsider or a consumer, what a brand means by loyalty, if not just that string of transactions. So I'm curious what your thoughts here are on how that service level impacts it as well. Yeah, I mean, it's a great question, you know, and so this is the second company I founded. And for me, the reason I found companies is actually just two things. One, I just get really happy when we make our customers fall in love with us. Like building a brand that people love is sort of my number one goal. And my other goal is to build teams that work together and love each other, basically. And so the idea of a loom is to build a brand, a brand that clients love. And and can be loyal to, and this is going to, it's, it's almost like taking the old and reinventing it. So if you think back to how department stores used to be, and it's been a while since they've been this way, but they used to be a place where you had a person and that person understood you and you got great service and they were clean and pleasant and had lovely merchandising. And it, you know, to kind of almost like use cheers, like it's like, where everyone knows your name, like where you were understood and cared for. And you still see this at the very high end, you know, the very, very luxury. But that's the feeling people want. They want the idea that when you go to shop, someone's actually there to help you and they understand you and they care about you, frankly. And that's sort of the underpinnings of our service. You know, there's two parts of it. One is getting the looks right. Like do, you know, you came to buy clothes, so I need to give you clothes you like and that take you on this journey. The other part is human. It's like there's a person you're texting with and the human is about, uh, I took a Peloton class this morning, you know, and they're always- Oh, that's awesome. Do you have the bike or the tread? Oh, the bike. Yeah. And you know, they're always being like, you can do it. Go for it. Do something harder. And it's a combination of pushing you and affirmation. And I would say the personal stylist is very similar. Um, our clients come because they want that unique thing they might not have figured out themselves or even been quite comfortable. Like, well, let me try the leopard print shoes. Uh, but the secret sauce of the business and why it builds love is one, we have a pretty intense sort of data recommendation engine to help 
do a good job picking the clothes. And that's a really hard technical data challenge, but it's all wrapped in the human challenge. It's like the Peloton instructor I do, I love my Robin, who's like keeping me pumped up and keeping me positive. And the human is making the look come to life because she cares about you and she listens to you and she helps, she affirms you basically. And uh, what's been amazing about that is it's built an incredible amount of love with consumers. And uh, it's just, it's really, you know, the conversations happen over text and it's so rewarding to read the conversations. You hear like such a warmth of connection between the stylist and the client and just a ton of sharing. You'll hear clients talk about like, I'm you know, I'm worried about my baby weight or you'll hear them celebrate triumphs. Like I went into the meeting and I killed it. And like, here's a selfie of me. Uh, so it's just a really unique experience. Like it's, it's sort of hardcore data, but it's wrapped in a very like human connected experience. You know what I'm reminded of a little bit, just something that what you said there put in my mind. Those like two juxtaposed scenes from uh, Pretty Woman. Remember that? She walks in. She walks in and everybody's taking care of the super high thing. And they just look at this woman like, and for me, it's, I wonder if you could like draw a parallel to probably what you saw before you founded this of, I'm just sort of a regular person or somebody who is not, you know, your luxury core. And uh, I'm not getting treated like fancy at all. In fact, that's the sort of service where, you know, it's not, I'm not considered worth it. Right. And then, of course, on the other side, the great sort of comeback at the end where she suddenly becomes important. But, uh, you know, um, that's that's I think that's really great to be able to like and try to inspire that. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. And that's in essence what we're doing. We're democratizing that experience. Like if you walked into a Barney's or a Neiman's, you would get that experience. But we're allowing you to get that experience, uh, that level of experience. We're letting you get on your own phone. And across all the stores on the internet, you know, from a Neiman's or Saks to an H&M to like, and we're giving you that personal, connected, taking care of your important experience at all the different price points you shop at. And that, that is actually one of the inspirations for it. I don't know, because it's not exactly the movie, but that point. Yes. Did I get the movie right? I'm pretty sure I did. You did get the movie I'm, right. I'm pretty sure I read. Okay, it's a right. good movie. Oh, <laughs> okay. Um, so... But the the reason too why I think that that's really nice is because I it's it is obvious to me. And maybe I get your thoughts on this. What to what extent you think this will be um, that people are going to remember the brands that they love after this uh, context, how they were treated or how these brands made them feel. Now, to I, to a certain extent, I'm like, okay, well, you're still going to go get the the shirt that you like you know, regardless of whether or not you felt at home. But I'm curious, like for you as a brand that brings that high level of service, I mean, to what extent do you think that it's going to like permanently cement something like an alum in the hearts and minds of your consumers even after this is over? Yeah, no, it's a great question. I, it's it's such an interesting time. And, you know, across our households, we're seeing which brands like really connect us here and which ones feel authentic. And for us, I think what people are going to remember is people both remember how they're treated and they remember how others are treated. So I think we're in a moment as a society where we both care as a consumer 
What is the company doing for me and how is it treating its employees? Um, you know, and for us, our stylists and our clients are our two big customers, right? And bringing them together to give a really personalized experience is what matters. And, and both helping the client find great things. And then the other side of our marketplace is our stylists. They also get to live a really authentic life, right? These are people who love fashion and love connecting with clients and helping them and allowing them to be themselves and deliver incredible service is another sort of part of the sort of magic. And it's, it's just really fun when you see the clients and stylists engage and how the magic of it comes together. And, it's, and the magic is really unique in each relationship, right? The relationship they have with each other, the looks they pick out, what they talk about. But that notion of giving people like a really authentic experience. And because it is personal, it is easier for us to be authentic right now, right? It's easy for us to be like, well, what do you want? Do you want to go fancy tops and cozy bottoms? You know, <laughs> like what, what would help you right now? And it's, it's nice. Like it, it gives us the chance to do that. You know what I think is interesting about what you just said? The fact that I, I'm trying to think, listeners, I'm doing a little bit of thinking to myself here. I'm trying to think back. I don't know if I've had an interview recently where I've had somebody say, it's especially easy to be authentic right now. That's a privileged position to be in. A lot of folks, especially huge brands that I've spoken to recently, I don't think are finding it particularly easy to do at all just because they are, I think, largely fearful of coming across as disingenuous, you know, because you see a lot of these ads, which basically all say the same thing, like we're all in this together. Now, please buy our stuff. And I am uh, surprised and I think refreshed to hear you say that. That's cool. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I mean, it's a part we're meeting her where she wants to be. Does that make sense? And, you know, people have different needs right now. I mean, some people like, you know, um, we've been selling cute summer dresses like crazy right now. Right. And, and I think it's a human thing. Like, I mean, I think we're all a little sick of being in our house and not getting to do something. So a cute, like bright yellow summer dress, like it just adds a little joy to your life. And so I, I think we're, we're sort of taking cues from our clients and what they're looking for. Um, but the whole point of the business is to help her feel more confident and to have more joy. And so, uh, we're meeting her where she wants to be for that right now. Yeah. Right. Well, that's, I mean, that's, that's all good. That's all good stuff. Um, you mentioned the magic, this, uh, this aura of feeling more confident and, and how you're able to serve as a vessel for that. I want to tap into that magic for a second. I, I cause I want to learn from you about some of the stories that you've heard, you, you, you say that you guys have gotten all sorts of conversations, either what you see on social or what you see the stylists see, uh, and hear from clients. I wonder if you have a story or two about it, uh, just that stands out to you because this show is all about how brands are harnessing that magic. And, you know, uh, let's, let's continue using the metaphor, you know, casting a spell on the rest of their captive audience through the the spells of, uh, of their consumers. So I wonder if you have a story or two that come to mind when you think of, Oh, you, you want to hear about a loom? Well, let me tell you about the story about blank. What, what, what story is that? Oh my God. There's so, so many. I mean, let me just say some of the ones, um, you know, there's big ones and small ones, but for each client, they're a big one. You know, there's the mother of the bride where we helped pick out what she wear to her daughter's wedding. And, she took a selfie and she was just, you know, beaming with pride from like how happy she was. You know, there's the person who came back 
from maternity leave to work and like really put together an outfit and felt like she really looked great together. And then there's just, you know, there's simple ones where your people are like, I wore your outfit and here's my selfie. And my husband gave me a compliment or my coworkers are like, you look awesome. And, and, and it's really these moments. And like, it, it's what it is for me. We get a lot of selfies of these clients and they're taking them of themselves and sending them to their stylist. And the clothes look great. Don't get me wrong. They do. But what is actually stands out to me, it's their faces. Like they just have this smile of like, I really feel happy. And, and, you know, I, I love, you know, this business all about clothes. My last business was all about parenting. And my husband's a biotech guy who like helps solve diseases. And my kids are like, yeah, solve diseases. And you help people shop. I'm like, uh-huh. <laughs> but, you know, um, you, that's no. like some of the most like un, unfiltered view you'll probably get is from your kids. Exactly. But you know what? I think I'm in the business of making people feel good about themselves. And, um, and it's really compelling when it happens. And, and it's all relative to like the bounce in their step. And, you know, and there's ones like I'm recovering from cancer. Like, how do I deal with, you know, like what, what kind of top I should wear? And, and they're really touching, actually. Um, and for us, they're quite personal. And so as a brand, we don't post the, and, and then we get ones like, I was on the cover of this magazine and I wore your picture. Or I did a, you know, but we tend to post them less. For us, it's about creating the safe place for the client. Right. Like give her the moment where she's the star. Got it. That is, uh, that's an interesting view on it because you're right. I mean, it's great to be able to give people these incredibly, uh, I would say vulnerable, but also um, happy moments. And to then, it, I mean, there's a certain there's a certain mind that says like if you were to do that only to turn it around and be throwing it in people's faces, I, I mean that might come across as dis, or like profiteering. You know what I mean? Almost off of this, like especially off of something which is you you gave me confidence after something that was traumatic, you know, or something that was negative. You know, you certainly wouldn't, wouldn't want to do that uh, if you thought that it made um, the brand look like it was taking advantage of a situation that was otherwise not you know, not very palatable, but, uh, I, I think I understand that amplifying the individual moment, uh, sort of more. And I'm glad that you have these stories that you're able to tell because, uh, you know, what's, what's better than that? You know, I'm curious to round out our conversation with, uh, just some tips from you. And the reason being, because we have plenty of listeners on this show who are brand builders in and of themselves. I would say a number of them are aspiring founders, but generally speaking, uh, people who emulate the the journeys of the guests that I'm able to have on this show and whose perspectives I'm able to share. So I'm curious from your perspective about a broad question, which is how to build more authentic brands. But I wonder if perhaps it manifests itself in a particular success story or a pitfall that was avoided or advice from a mentor or something that's just stuck with you over the years, whether at a loom or elsewhere, that has given you that foundation or that framework to be able to get to a more authentic relationship with customers and to build a brand around it. So it's quite a bit of loading, but essentially I'm just asking for advice. What advice would you give to people on that topic? Yeah, it's a great question. And, um, and you know what I would say? So I was trained, I spent most of my career in product management, which is all about listening to customers and building experiences and design. And my biggest lesson, which is going to sound obvious, but it's, it's more subtle than that, 
which is the answer is with your customers and often not with you. And, and I'll give you a couple examples. So before Loom, I ran a subscription box business for kids called Citrus Lane, which people loved the brand, loved it. Um, and what's interesting is the brand I set out to create was not the brand I ended up with. Like I thought like being the mom of two young kids that people wanted like developmental milestones, like teething and like when to work on like black and white pictures and like all this like very like earnest developmental stuff. Um, and then we started running the business and what my customers came back and showed me is actually they wanted discovery and delight. They wanted to feel like a good mom. They wanted the wood toy that gave their baby a moment and made them feel together. They wanted a little bit of joy in days that felt long. And so I listened to them and found the answer. And, you know, in a loom, like all of our key insights actually came from our customers. Like we started the business and only did one-on-one styling because I was like, oh, that's the answer. Take the Nordstrom Neiman experience, put it on a phone, let him shop the whole internet. It will be this great democratization of styling, which it has been. But then what happened is we were putting these beautiful looks into email and social and people are like, can we shop? Can I shop it? Can I buy the jumpsuit? And we're like, get styled. And eventually we're like, well, she wants to just buy the jumpsuit. So we just took the very best looks and let her start buying them, uh, which has done incredibly well. And so the thing I've been struck with time and time again is, you know, my organizations have always been, our job is to design products. And what I've learned over the years is I may have an intent on designing the product, but the actual answer is what people do with it. And so what I've learned to do over the years is tune up my listening ears. And there's a lot of ways to listen. You know, one, uh, both this company and my past company, we survey customers after every single interaction and ask them, what did they like? And then there's a free form question and we just read it. It's fascinating to see what people say or reading people's comments in social. And my favorite question in a survey is like, how would you describe this to a friend? And if people have the answer of what your brand is and what your messaging and what matters, like your users actually know, and they're often quite a bit smarter about what you're building than you are. And so to me, I actually feel like they're guiding me on what I'm actually seeking. And the real secret is, can I piece together what they're saying to come up with a better version for them? Got it. That's an interesting way to think about it too. And I've heard about listening all sorts on, on, on this show, but to, you know, be willing to do, I mean, transform entirely what you're doing based on feedback and not just like products and this and that, but you know, could be entire models or something like that. Heck, I talked earlier in this show about how on a concierge level of, uh, of service, you know, another organization that I talked to totally changed their model. And so that's, uh, it's always good to be top of mind or have that top of mind. So I appreciate that insight. Um, I, this has been a treat. I really appreciate you coming on and sharing your experience and the story of Loom, what you're doing. And I'm glad that you're inspiring that confidence of people. And if, you know, even now, uh, your consumers are shopping mostly above the belt uh, <laughs> for, their, for their webcam conversations and whatnot. Uh, you know, thank you for continuing to inspire confidence of people even through this crisis. And I uh, can't wait to see, uh, you know, what all happens with Loom going forward. But for now, it was a pleasure to hear from you. And I really appreciate you coming on the show. Thank you so much for having me.
Thank you so much to Mariah Finley from Illum for joining the show today. And I know I'm not in the center of your consumer, but I do think that I need to figure out some way to style myself just a little bit better, even if it is only from the waist up. If you enjoyed this show, here's what you can do. Got a couple places you can see our content. I'll list them off. Podcast.vavoom.co. That's the first one. It's a website where all of our episodes exist right in a row. And if you stay tuned in, that's great. You can hear everything when it comes out. But this is also a way to check back and catch up with the episodes that I've done to date. There have been maybe 90 of them, so it might take a while, but you'll get there. Also on LinkedIn, Authentic Influence Podcast. It's a showcase page where all of those episodes exist too, as well as other little tidbits about the show and other events and happenings which might come along the way. Finally, if you're going to be on LinkedIn, you might as well connect with me as well, Adam Connor. Let me know what you're thinking about the show. Let me know what recommendations you have for the future, and I'll pretty much take them and run with them. I'll be back again real soon with another fantastic show you already know. They're a great brand and how they're mobilizing their masses to become more authentic each and every day. And until then, for Authentic Influence, I have been your host, Adam Connor, and you'll hear from me again next time.